Gabby, the founder of Good Business, the online membership for female founders, freelancers, and women who want to start a business. Welcome to the Good Business Conversations podcast, where we'll be following the journeys of six of our members as they grow their businesses, sharing the highs and lows and real-time decision-making. This week, I am catching up with Roxanne for her final episode, and we talk all about what to do when a launch flops and the emotions that come along with it and all of that good stuff. It's a really good one. Enjoy and I'll see you soon. Hi Roxanne, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> we always start the same way. We uh-huh. always have the same like tone as well. I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just the easiest way to start. <laughs> it gets me into it. <laughs> cool. So our last episode can you believe it? I know. It makes me feel a bit sad. I don't cry. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. You know how emotional I am. I might just turn into a ball of tears. Oh, Roxanne, same. Honestly, I could cry. <laughs> <any minute>. um, <laughs> right, so what have you been up to? Um, what have the highs and lows been for you this time? I don't really know like I feel like I've just been solid working like I can't I've not really come up for air right since the last time I spoke to you um a low is probably so we'll probably get into this later on but um I launched my pin badges that was quite a like an investment financially because usually I make all my own things and they completely flopped. Like... I saw your stories about that, yeah. I think it can happen, can't it? Yeah. And I just can't predict it, but... And I think, I, I think the issue is usually with, like, launches, I don't really put too much pressure on myself. Like, there is a lot, obviously, pressure, but there's no... Because money's a big thing for me. I've always had issues surrounding money. So, like, things that because I make everything myself and usually everything's kind of made to order if it doesn't sell it means I don't make it like and it's just as easy as that whereas because the pin badges are pre-made and I had to buy them and obviously you can't just buy one or two you have to buy a bulk lot Mm. I think that's why I put so much pressure on myself for them to sell and I think it was weird because I had all of this uh, like traction and like socials and stuff and people showing their interest, like hundreds of people. But then I think the first week I sold three and two of them were to my (laughs) mum. So, I mean, big up Tracy for all the support, but (laughs) it's just not the same. Yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? Yeah, and I think, yeah, that just took me by surprise a little bit. I was yeah. a bit like, oof. Why do you think oof. that happened? Okay. Obviously. I really don't know. I really, I can't because I give them, usually I, I, with launches, I only give myself a few days to kind of get hype around it. Whereas this, I took like maybe like a week and a half, two weeks. So there was traction around it but I, I, I really don't know why they didn't sell because they, they're not expensive like yeah. they're kind of think, average price yeah I mean so the the things that I might think of are like the time of months that you launched I don't know could that impact it or to me a pin badge isn't something that I would just buy on its own it's something that I would buy as an add-on product yeah 
So obviously they are not expensive, but yeah, I would never just like log on and just buy one single pin mm. badge. I would, if I was shopping and buying a t-shirt from you, then I'd be like, oh, that pin badge is nice. And it's only that, I'll just add it on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Maybe it's that and maybe, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Yeah. So I'd maybe look at things like that, whether um, whether the time that you launched was just not great. Um, obviously, the thing is as well, Rox, people, uh, like lockdown's lifting, people are out. Well, that, I them. think that was the issue. So I launched it, I think, the weekend that everybody went out, which in my That's head, not. I didn't see any red flags. I was like, no, 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 that'll be fine. But yeah. I think that's what happened. Everybody were just buzzing to get out and like, yeah go and see the mate so they didn't want to buy a pin badge which is fair enough yeah it wasn't a priority for them and I think that's kind of I mean obviously for you that didn't come up because maybe you're not that bothered about going out but then you've got to think about your target audience haven't you and think about you know I'm not bothered but would my target audience be bothered about that and is that what they're looking forward to at the moment you know it's yeah I think whenever you especially at the moment because times are so like volatile and you know yeah. one minute we're all stuck at home the next minute you're allowed out and everyone's yeah. going nuts for it you've got to really think about well who who am I selling to and what are they doing like do they want to be sold to right now or do they want to be out you know what what kind of content can I be creating for them to to want to stick around so that maybe when things have calmed down they'll come back and start buying from me again yeah I know I think that is I think that is something to think about but I think the issue that I have is because I don't have really because obviously I'm in the office by myself I don't really have anybody to bounce ideas off which I live a very different life to my target audience and I think that's I'm sometimes trying to sell to myself yeah it's a trap that we can all fall into um yeah I need you know like you said, you're on your own. It's hard to bounce out. You know, you've got no one to bounce ideas off. Well, you do because you've literally got me. But oh, no. <laughs> um, and all the other good be- good business members as well. But yeah, yeah, you forget sometimes, don't you? And it's just not that clear to you until afterwards. But I would write this down and just be like, re- you know, reflect on it and be like, do you know what? I launched this thing. It didn't go as well as I planned. These are the reasons why. This is what I'm going to do next time I'm launching something to avoid that happening again. well yeah I was just about to say that we're all it's learning like I don't have any kind of qualifications in or any experience but even if you did Rob I've got a business degree and if that was if I was you I would be the same as you right now and be like I don't know I don't know why it happened because you have this fog around it it takes somebody else to be like well maybe that's why well that's it and I think I don't know if it's this obviously I'm only speaking from like an an artist or like a creative point of view but like when you make something and because I'm an artist first and foremost that's what I would categorize myself as when I've put all this time and effort into something and like created something and then it doesn't work I see that as like a personal attack even though it's not and I know it's not but in that moment I was like oh people don't like it and it's not necessarily the fact people don't like it it's the fact they've just 
the drunk. I'm, I'm the drunk and I'm not the center of the universe. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> That's what I'm about to do with. I think um, I mentioned that I had like a week off social media. Yeah. And when I came back, like my Instagram was still there. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? It hasn't just all shut down without me. So yeah, that was a, a nice little ego check. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's funny, isn't it? So that's a love, but I think we've turned that round rocks and I think that yeah. you've learned something very positive from that. And hopefully next time you launch, you'll remember it. And mm. um, yeah, just, yeah use what you've learned um but yeah have you had any highs tell me about all the good stuff that's been going on you're like what good stuff this is it like I get so I zone in on the bad stuff where like when yeah. the good stuff happens it doesn't feel good it just feels like maybe you need to start writing it down when the good yeah stuff I think I do I think I do need to start writing it down oh I actually um well tomorrow I'm getting my hair done tomorrow which I've been I know I didn't so because I think I mentioned last time that I, I'm not spending money on myself. Yeah. All of my money that I'm spending. So when zebra print crocs, which by the way are amazing. Oh my god, stop! I absolutely love them. I keep on going onto the crack website and being like, maybe I should get another pair of different crocs, and I'm like, I can't. Honestly, when you shared that, I was like, how expensive are crocs? Like, I literally thought they were like a few quid. <laughs> yeah, no. I got, I got, yeah, they were like. 35 quid on the sale and I was like that's like a pair of trainers <laughs> yeah that's a lot of money that but, um, but yeah when it when lockdown well when everything opened like all the shops I waited I didn't go on the first day because I was like I cannot do with a madness my anxiety would be sky high but um, I ended up going into TK Maxx on the Thursday after everything opened end up getting myself a pair of cowboy boots for three pounds wow oh my god I think that was my high like I felt like I'd won do you know like when you're going to TK Maxx and you feel like it's a game and you're like let's see if I can win TK Maxx today I walked out of TK Maxx and I was like I've won yeah that's it I've won amazing but it was nice just to be I think it's is it's it's the it's the not seeing people for so long that you forget you forget how how nice it is to have people around and speak to like humans in the flesh (laughs) which was nice yeah well good so highs are mainly material things then yeah but do you know what i'm not i'm not bothered about that let me have the material things (laughs) i mean i'm getting my nails and eyebrows done tomorrow i'm very excited about that and then i'm getting my hair done next week maybe like a new person yeah i know that's how i feel yeah so I'll take those. I'll take those. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we dig, dug a little bit deeper, there's definitely some highs in Oh, yes, there is. Okay. Yes, there is. I've just clicked. I had my first 1K week. That's How did crazy. I forget? <laughs> so... Honestly, you're a nightmare. <laughs> I am. I'm so scatty. It's great. Uh, yeah, but I had it after... I got I got a quite a bit like quite down about money as I do mm-hmm. and I, I sat myself on the floor in my office and I was like right I need to drive I need to be able to get myself from A to B without depending on other people I need some kind of independence and for me I feel a car will do that yeah. I can't quite afford it right now but if you just want to send some money my way so I can 
kind of afford it. Like I can work towards it. And after I did it, I sat down and I was like, right, that's fine. Let's go for emails. Looked at emails and I had a client that wanted like a big job and then another client that wanted another big job. So I sent the invoices off and I got paid that day. So I was like, uh, let's just book driving lessons then. I have the money in my bank now. <laughs> so I've just paid to book of driving lessons. And I was like, that worked. Oh, amazing. I know. That's so Whether you bad. believe it or not, whether it was meant to be or... Yeah, a bit of manifestation going on there. I know, and it worked. So now I've just been doing it for everything. Yeah. I'm like, I will find a dog on the side of the road like all the people do in TikTok so I can take it home and I can look after it and love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's what floats you about. Yeah, that's what I want. I just want, I just want to find a dog and just rescue a dog. Leave mine outside, you can rescue mine. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing. A 1K week. So, yeah, I mean, really good. What are you going to do so that you can get more of those? Try and get more. I think it because it's client work that I make the most of. Yeah. So, I think yeah, I just get, get myself out there a little bit more. Yeah, I think. Um, once you've done something once though it's so much easier to do it again because you've done it and you know you know it's possible but that's that's down to realizing how much so as I've noticed in like the artist community like people who like illustrators and stuff we don't really speak to each other about money Mm. like it's just something that we don't talk about like we don't let each other know like how much we charge for certain things like I have a few group chats where like we're quite open about money and like if I have an issue if I'm like oh I've never done this before does anybody know what what you kind of charge because I don't want to be undercharging myself when I could be getting decent money but then I don't want to just be charging the max amount because I can because do you know what I mean it's a bit um and I think since I've shifted and since I've put what I do on a pedestal and like realized like how much time and effort and like equipment goes into it I've started charging what I'm actually comfortable charging now mm-hmm. yes I get more no's like if someone asks me for like a quote and then it's above their budget yeah I get more of those but I'm also getting a different type of client where people who because they, they pay for what they get and I feel like when you pay a little, when you charge a little bit more, you get treated with a little bit more respect, which I think, I think it's crazy. I think it's yeah. insane. But I think since then, that's what's now is going to keep this ball rolling is me realising how much I should be charging for things and sticking to my guns about it. And if people can't afford that, they, they, they can't afford me. Like, there'll be other people who they, they can afford. But that's... And I think since my mind shifted is that's not an issue for me. That's an issue for them. Like that's their prerogative if they don't want to pay it. I, I shouldn't lower myself to make myself more affordable. Yeah. I think, yeah, it all comes down to like your different kind of pricing strategies and, and what you like, why you are doing what you're doing. And obviously it's difficult for people like us because I know you're quite similar to me in a lot of ways and that, like I have this constant argument with myself where I'm like I want to be 
for the people and I want to make it affordable and accessible but then you're like but then that means that I am doing more work to be able to yeah yeah, to be able to um you know pay my bills whereas if you go to the opposite end of the spectrum and you start charging more you know you, you free up your time a little bit more and you get to be a bit more picky um about who you work with and yeah it's it's such a like I battle with myself over it all the time and I think I'm I mean I just put my prices up the other day um and even then like I put them up a fiver and it's not and I don't charge a lot for what I do you know with no. the membership anyway but the, it was so difficult to do that because I was like oh I don't want to alien alienate anybody and but the yeah that's something that I've been struggling with is like the trying not to alienate anybody but you will always alienate somebody no matter what you do because if you charge too little people won't clash you with something to be do you know what I mean they they won't put you on that pedestal and I think sometimes you need to put yourself on that pedestal and be like right this is how much I'm worth yeah this is but it is I think I think it's because of where we're where we're from and the upbringing that we've had and I think that's we feel like we're selling out of our younger selves because I feel like as as humans we're always comparing ourselves to our child and we need to like depending on whether we're nasty and stuff but because I've obviously I think I have mentioned so many times but I was growing up on a council estate and growing up with parents who made it out as if money was a hard thing to come by I've had this drilled into me that like money's hard to make. It's really hard because obviously my mom, my mum didn't work, and then my dad did work, and he was working in a factory for like next to nothing. So it was always made out to be like you have to work, work, work just to get by. Whereas now, because I'm working, I'm working hard, yeah. But if I want a day off, I can have a day off. But I'm still making money, and I'm now. I think I'm, I'm comparing it to the last retail job that I had. Now I'm making nearly like triple the amount that I was making there by not being so worn out as, you know, like physically worn out. Like, yes, I'm mentally worn out, but it's not like a, a labour intensive job. And I think when, especially when you grow up where um, around people who everybody does, everybody has a labour intensive job, nobody had like a like a, a mentally do you know what, do you understand where I'm coming from like everybody like worked in a factory or like retail and you was working for minimum wage to then you feel guilty about the money that you're earning yeah yeah I get that and it's like oh am I, am I making too much is it like am I charging too much because I've grown up with money being so hard to earn and you have to like make yourself ill just to get by but now I'm getting by quite comfortably and I'm not ill (laughs) and I actually enjoy what I do so it's this really weird alien feeling yeah you almost feel guilty don't you but I think one thing that you said there as well is really interesting so I have members which who have been with me since my launch Um, and when I launched I paid you know the least sorry I charged the least I've ever charged and those members are still paying that amount now and it's a very small amount but the members that are paying the most now, you know, because they've joined more recently when I put my prices up, are with me more. You know, they come to everything that I do and the members that are paying the least, like, I barely see them. And I think it's 
I mean, they get the least out of it. They've, they've signed up for a reason. They've signed up to get business support, but they're not getting it because they're not turning up to anything. They're not engaging no, with anything yeah. that I do. It's because um, it's that tiny amount of money that you don't feel like not you even like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's neither here nor there, you know. Um, and if, if the card declines or for whatever reason that it doesn't go through that month, you know, they won't come back to me. They'll just, that'll be it. They'll go because they won't even notice it. But my members who are paying the most, you know, they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, my like my thing didn't go through this month. Can I sign back up? I'm so, I'm so gutted. Like, not all of them, but on, on, no, on yeah. that's what I notice that the people who are paying that bit more, they really, yeah, give it their all and they get the most out of it. And I think, you know, that's what you were saying really when you charge more you get a different type of client who yeah respect you more and and you know want to work with you um so yeah it's dead interesting that um yeah I mean like I said I battle with it all the time so it's 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 difficult but you just need to remind yourself of that don't you like who yeah. do you want to work with and and what kind of work do you want to do with them so six weeks ago, Roxanne, when we spoke, you said, I love this, that you wanted to carry on making money and making moves. I am making money and I am making moves. Excellent. Um, you wanted to have check. your debt paid off. Check, check. Yes. Yes, yeah, okay. I have. I've paid everything off. Um, I am now, I have a credit card that is a very small, amount like, a, a, like a balance that you can use, but that's just to build my credit rating up. So I get... I get my dinners off that but yeah other than that all my debts paid off that's amazing I know well, it feels hard. so good it feels amazing to not owe anybody any money like it just feels good yeah like I'm on a clean slate that's awesome well done Thanks. and yeah the pin badge launch and the memo pad um launch I mean we talked about the the pin bads but the pin badges sorry um, um memo pad was all right not as again not as good as i thought they would do but i think the issue is here we go the issue is i would class myself well i class myself as starting my business on november mm-hmm. of 2019 now 2018 because it? it was my one year anniversary in November, just gone. Yeah, that was 2020. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 2019. <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> so I would class myself as starting it then. Yeah. But that was just my Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. When, I, when I quit my job to concentrate on uni. But in actual fact, my products and stuff, how I've been treating it like a business, hasn't really been that long. No, and I think I need to start giving myself more credit for things like that rather than being like, well, I've, I've been, there's other businesses that have like taken off and mine hasn't yeah. yet. But I'm doing enough but to how get by. Because how, what has, what, how do yeah. you get taking off? Like, because, I mean, look at you, you, you've got your own office, you're having decent, very decent sales, like, what what part of that isn't? No, this is off? it, like, this is what I try, this is what I'm trying to work out, like, 
which is I think like we kind of put it on like there's kind of an expectation isn't there of like what it would feel like to have your business be a success and take off and you you play it in your head of being this like magical feeling where it's like a sudden switch and like one minute you broke on the floor the next minute you're rolling in cash and it's real in reality it's a steady thing and I think it's better to be a steady thing um because then you can learn and grow and you know change and adapt and everything that you need to do but like I think for you you need to kind of ground yourself by looking at your goals and what you said you wanted to achieve and then thinking well I've done it and if I haven't quite done it yet I'm nearly there and I will do it yeah but yeah like I would stop comparing yourself I know it's something I do all the time I need to stop (laughs) with it yeah. <laughs> right so let's have a look at this because when we first started recording which was just over six months ago you um set some kind of big goals that you were kind of working towards um like five-year goal kind of territory so the first one was that you wanted to illustrate a book about manifestation does that still stand this is something i would like to do yeah but it's not top priority I will probably speak about this after but it my 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 big goals have drastically changed yeah that's interesting yeah okay so another one was to be a baller which I've put in brackets financially free yeah and another one was to have a team of employees so they were your goals do you want to tell me what they are now Okay, so (laughs) there's always been something missing. I've always felt as if there's something not quite, like I can't, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Like there was something that weren't adding up or I weren't getting 100% fulfillment out of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So so the other week, it's literally as recent as the other week. The other week I was thinking and I was like, right, what is it that I want to do? with my life what will give me complete fulfillment because I feel like things that I'm doing right now are relatively like surface level and I've realized number one I've realized like I'm not a lonely person like I don't really like being in an office by myself um and I miss teaching I miss even if I did have like a, like a not the best experience with teaching in like college, but I enjoyed the classes. Like I really enjoyed when I had like workshops, but I just didn't like the like the corporate kind of like that kind of environment where it was like very like professional. And then same with like when I used to wanted to be like an art therapist. I liked the conversations, but I didn't like how thingy it was like I didn't like how structured it had to be and how so I've realized I want to be I want to if I say it out loud I'm gonna have to do it but I would like my own shop right where the shop would be like a gift shop maybe like where I sold like my stuff and other artist stuff like give people like a chance to have their like work in in it and not 
like rinse them for money because it is hard to kind of get play, like get your stuff into places mm-hmm. but then after hours or during the day or wherever I would hold workshops for people so it would be like 18 to 25 year olds come and do this and maybe get somebody in to kind of show them how to draw or show them how to make like pottery or something like that or then because obviously like my little brother's artistic as well I would like to have one where it was like autism friendly and like do something there that's just really fun and I maybe do like an over 65s night where like tea and cakes and like paint a bowl of fruit just something like that like I want to I've, I've realized like how much I miss being around people and being like the, the, the thrill that you get from like teaching people something or so that is what I would that's that's my goal now that's what I'm going to aim for I mean I have things in place and but instead of because usually what I do I, I give myself like instead of having like lots of little steps to get there I usually like this step this step this step this step so I've got five steps but they're all massive mm-hmm. so now I've put them all into like little little sections so like my first little section is get a car pass my driving test sort my insurance out and that could take me like a while to do but that's okay so that's in that little section so once I've done that it will then be looking to get in an office space that's big enough that's big enough that's in like a not in the middle of an industrial estate (laughs) that's accessible and maybe do like little mini workshops and see if I like it that way and kind of have it as like an open door policy where I'll be working maybe and people could come in and shop but it's just it's something like that something super relaxed and then if that kind of goes to plan then I could look into getting somewhere but I think that that's one thing that I miss I miss the teaching and I miss the yeah. conversations and I miss chatting like chatting shit to people I just I miss it but I think that'd be awesome you'd be really good at that and like you said you liked the teaching aspect of it but you didn't like how I remember we talked about it before haven't we when you were kind of teaching yeah. the people that you were teaching were just not into it or not into the yeah. style that you wanted to do and I think if you can obviously you've established yourself as an artist already so yeah people like they don't have to be like deadly serious artists who want to no, no, exactly like a girl's night or whatever well, that's it that's that's what I was thinking like and have like different events on and have it as in because I've been trying to like work out how how it would work financially because obviously some of the things I, w- I would like to do free events but that would only be made up by other things as well like I would like like things that are very close to me like maybe like the autism friendly one I would like that event to be free because I feel like that would have really helped my mum like yeah with my little brother like if she if there would have been like accessible events for her to go to but then that could then be made up with like a girls night where you pay like 25 pound and but then you get a 25 pound voucher for the shop so the ticket is free, but mm. you can get to pay like that way. Yeah, so I have been thinking about it, and I think I've, I've said it for years. I've wanted to. I'd love when I was younger because we lived on the estate. Like they used to, like the council used to, like um, put on. 
like teamwork events and team building events where like people would come and you would like make badges or get your face painted and things like that and I've always said I would love to do something like that but not work for the council <laughs> and yeah. I think it is it's it's just it's the workshops that I miss not and it doesn't yeah. even have to be like super serious like something like that just something fun and yeah yeah. I mean, there's um, uh, one of the members, um, Beth, I don't know if you've met her, she has um, a, like a workshop in Clitheroe called yeah. Atelier Arts. Um, she'd be good to talk to. Um, very different style to yours, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's a really cool idea to, to do like, yeah workshops and stuff and just have this like cool space you've always said that you wanted you'd want a space haven't you like a sort of a warm and friendly environment yeah. to work in so amazing that's cool any other big goals then that you've got that you've changed I think that's it I think that just kind of work up to get that, that. Yeah. yeah awesome because I used to because uh, the issue was I used to think that I wanted to be a shop like I mm. used because I used to I still do like she's she's doing amazing but uh Eleanor Bowman mm -hmm. I used to want to do what she does and think oh I would like like a completely like online e-commerce website where I have people work for me yeah but I've realised I want I want more than like obviously like not more but like take a different path to that. I want I want it to be more because I think that's what I like about Instagram. Mm. It's the conversations that I like. Yeah, and I think I'd like that in real life. Yeah, like meeting different people every day. That's something yeah. that I really miss as well. Um, Awesome. Well, that's exciting. I'm ex yeah, I'm excited to see how you get on with that. Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about is um, that mental health has kind of played a big factor in your business. And I know that you're a big advocate for sharing and you've always been super honest on the yeah. podcast as well. Um, how have you managed to find a better balance between self-care and managing your business? Because I think from I mean, it's been a roller coaster ever since we started recording, but I think there's a big difference in the, your outlook on things now compared to yeah. six months ago. So, what are your tips? Actually, taking days off, and I think that's yeah. the one thing that has really got me through everything is making sure I am having the days off and not like shifting my mindset of oh, if I'm sitting there and I'm not doing anything, it's a waste of time because it's not, because what is a waste of time is working straight 17 hours a day for like six months and then having to take a few months off or like not working to my full potential. I can't remember where I read it, but I think someone said it's better to work 80%, 100% of the time, mm -hmm. which I think that's what I'm doing. And I think it's, it's the one thing I could tell anybody is just to take the time off. Yeah. Like things can wait exactly. a few days. Like it's no one's going to 
be completely like be really rude to you because you've not responded to an email the day that you've got it like they can wait a few days and if they are rude to you maybe that's not well especially in my terms that's not the client for me Mm. yeah yeah I think the one thing is setting pretty decent boundaries with things yeah good I'm glad about that um and that kind of leads us into the next thing that I wanted to talk about which was um how so the first time we spoke I asked you what your day-to-day looked like um and you were definitely the one girl who was just like am to pm working like very little boundaries in your work um obviously your setup was different then as well because you were working from your dining room and I think when you're working from home and you have no separation it is well hard to stop um yeah, the lines get really blurred yeah so how's that changed what's your day-to-day like now since getting the office like when I'm in the office I'm in work mode and as soon as I leave that's it then I've switched off for the night I was still might be doing a bit of things on Instagram like responding to dms and little bits like that but nothing nothing too drastic yeah and I have can I do I have more of a routine now which has been quite nice so like Monday Tuesday Wednesday I'm in the office like between like nine to five maybe six depending on when Max comes and gets me and then Thursday I have the day off like I will either be I will I won't have the day off fully but I will be half on half off where I'll have something on TV that I'm watching but I would cracking on with more like manual things like maybe a bit of drawing for Instagram or content and stuff like that and then Friday's the day where it's kind of like jam-packed full of things because I want to have the weekend fully off where I don't pick my laptop up and I've made a habit of leaving my laptop and things at the office on certain nights so I literally cannot do anything like if I've had like a really stressful day and I know that I'm going to be in the office on the next day like tonight I will probably leave my laptop here because I know that I'm well, I'm not going to be here tomorrow because I'm getting my hair done but usually I would be there on a on like a Wednesday so it's that it's it is it's the boundaries and I think that's the only thing that's got me through because I've I I genuinely don't think that I would still be doing it if I was still having the same setup as what I was. I would have, I've burnt out a lot. And the only thing that's got me through now is now the way that I'm seeing it. Like I don't have to work myself to the bone to be successful. And I think I've kind of, I've I've unfollowed a lot of accounts because when you first start your business, you do follow a lot of business help accounts, but there was, they were very big on the like the hustle porn kind of like getting through it and like oh if if I'm not if I'm not working I'm not successful and I'm not thriving like and like just this really weird like toxic positivity and toxic like work life and be like oh I'm hustling 24 7 it's like well no that's not doable or it is for a few weeks until you burn yourself out and then you absolutely hate your life and hate your job so I think I've completely unfollowed like so many different accounts that were like promoting all of that. So I was like, this is something that I don't need to see. I don't need to see that. And I've been reading, or I've been listening to an audio book at the minute called Working Hard or Hardly Working. Um, and that's been really good just oh, to cool. listen to as I'm 
getting through things because she she talks about how like you can really like strategically plan your day and it's yeah it is it is good it's a good book good I'm so glad that you've kind of yeah turned that corner and um because it was just unsustainable what you were doing before um but one thing was that you kind of back then you were juggling different projects um and obviously you were burnt out then but I know since then you've kind of added more projects so you've got rocks and love now as well um so it's interesting that you feel like you know back then you had less on but you were actually working more and and well stressed and not making as much money yeah and I think it's it's the it's again it's the priorities it's figuring out what makes what brings me joy and my my Etsy my jewelry Etsy is kind of ticking along in the background but I'm not actively wanting to grow that into a into something it's just all right well that's going on if I get sales that's fine like I've not I'm not burning myself out by giving myself too many jobs like in it's and I think yeah I do I, I definitely have more on now than what I did but again it's, it's the yeah managing it better and it's the streamlining of things and it's and I think a big issue with that is when I first started especially with like client work I weren't really that confident like I, I was confident in my ability but I weren't confident that people would like it so like a job that should have taken me two hours were taking me 10 because I was second guessing myself and changing it. Whereas now I'm streamlining that as well. Hmm. It's funny because I mean, obviously I'm recording all of the final episodes at the moment and they're all kind of taking the same path in that, you know, I, I mean, I've only spoke to Stacey so far, but both of you have kind of been like, had this re- realisation that you don't, need to be working all the time and um you can get just as much done with good processes and procedures in place and just a good like good thought process behind everything um but one of the things that I've kind of mentioned is that that takes time and you you Mm -hmm. will never get that straight away in when you have a business because it takes time to understand how the best way to do things is yeah um but yeah, it sounds like you've figured it all out. I'll try it. We'll see. I am. I know that like when I do look back at when I first started, I have grown a lot. And then that makes me really excited to see where I go yeah. in the future as well. Like you like you don't know what's going to happen. So now I'm kind of more living in the moment with it. I'm kind of like, this yeah. is working for now. So until it stops working I'll just carry on doing it like this cool um I mean you're probably going to disagree with this question um because I'm going to say that you are a success but um what do you think has been the biggest factor in your success in the last six months I don't know I think it's the maybe the not giving up yeah it's a big one because there's many times where I should have. Should have. Well, well <laughs> I mean, easily could have. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, maybe the fact that I've, I'm kind of a yes person. I'm like, can you do yeah. this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't say no either. Mm-hmm. But do you think, 
because a lot of people say that's a bad thing but I think it's a good thing I think it's a good thing because yeah it limits yourself and sometimes it's it's like the like there's nothing good happens in your comfort zone it's kind of like that where like for example the other week I did my first ever like clubhouse panel I was on a panel and I was talking and and yes I was like having like really severe like panics and I was sweating like just before it happened but once it had once it was done I was so chuffed that I did it like and I don't think I would have done that if I wasn't the kind of person I am and I think I think sometimes your weaknesses can also be your biggest strengths because I am a people pleaser and yeah it has got me into some really tricky situations like in the past and it probably will do in the future but also being a people pleaser has also led me into so many like great opportunities of being like yeah I can do that even yeah. though I'm like oh my god I'm not 100% confident but then I've done it and I'm like oh well that's now something else I can put that I can do I can do this yeah what lessons have you learned I think the big one is just boundaries <laughs> yeah boundaries yeah. yeah it's so important isn't it and I think we've kind of covered that anyway kind of talking about um your recent launch as well um yeah, yeah. and um would you have done anything differently in the last six months I would have done my books as I'm going along oh. <laughs> that is a big lesson to us all <laughs> Oh, I've been putting it off week after week after week. I'm like, I'm too busy to do it this week. I'm too busy to do it this week. And now I'm like, I have to do a full year. You did. I know. Do you have a process? Like, what? Do you use anything? Oh, yeah, I have QuickBooks. Okay. I mean, so do you I not have just... it? Because my, my QuickBooks, does it automatically? So it started to recognise my what my different payments yeah, are. Yeah, some of it does, but I just need to attach all the invoices to it. And I think that's the thing that I've, that's what I've been putting off. Right. So I think I'm going to have to set up a day. I just wish that I did it at the end of every week or end of every fortnight. It's just. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Roxanne, on, we'll on Thursday evening, uh, we're doing Business Finance 101. So. Maybe you should come along to that and um, it'll give you a kick up the arse. And if you've got any questions as well, it'd be a good one to uh, to attend while you're having this conundrum. <laughs> I just wish I would have done it as I'm going around. I'm such an idiot. But you say, like, all good intentions when you sign up to QuickBooks. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it every week. And then I'll have to do it. And I'm like... You know what? That's the one thing that I am actually good at. Like, I literally do it religiously every week. But only because I really like looking at the money. I'm like, I don't know. I I, I proper analyse all, like, all of my analytics. I love, I'm a proper geek with things like that. Like, I love creating little reports and I love um, just, like, analysing why stuff has happened and what I've done that might have impacted that. Mm. And then Mm. just doing nothing with the uh, results and ignoring everything that I've learned. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I completely get that. I think uh, one thing that I'll, also another, if anybody is listening who is just starting out, please get a separate bank account for your business. Oh, yeah. my, my mother of Jesus Christ. You need to get a separate bank account. You do. Because it's so much harder when you don't. 
Oh, I did. I got myself a separate bank account when I first started with the best intentions, but then I just it just didn't end up being a separate bank account. So I think for the past six months I've had one, which is good. Yeah. But I'm not looking forward to the six months before where I'm going to have to go through all that. And I'm like, why have I spent 67p at Lidl on this business account? Like, I can't. I'm trying to work out like like what's tax deductible as well. I'm like, is this Uber ride tax deductible? <laughs> God. Oh God! Honestly, we're our own worst enemies sometimes, aren't we? Um, cool. So, what what can we expect from you next, Roxanne? Obviously, this is our last episode, but we yeah. will catch up um, in the next kind of six months. Um, so, yeah, what what's gonna what's on the agenda? Just, I think it's not 100% business related but I think just pass my driving test and get a car because it will end up because I just I want to do markets and get myself out there and I think that's something I can only do once I've got my own form of transport so I don't have to depend on anybody but that's that's my number one thing that I'm working towards at the minute yeah awesome let's move on to the quick fire round the quinal the quinal the final quick fire round um What's your number one resource being? I think what, just YouTube. That's the only YouTube. thing I think. Yeah, just for like more on the side of learning how to do new things. Yeah. Like, cool. I love, yeah, YouTube. It's yeah. a great resource. And it's free. <laughs> Very much so. Um, Self care routine. Just switching off. Yeah. That's the one thing that I've, that I've, that stuck that I've been doing that I've seen actually had an impact in a positive impact in what I'm doing is completely switching off it's so simple isn't it but yeah it is so true it's something you overlook as well yeah like a lot of people are just like no 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 I don't need to but yeah no you do you do um and what about your biggest challenge at the moment um being by myself yeah finding that really tough yeah, I, I do as well. Um, that's why I wanted to start a co-working, uh, sorry, um, yeah, a co-working um, building. And that's my goal in the future, isn't it? But yeah, one day. How you get doing? Getting I mean, there. I'm literally nowhere near, but <laughs> got sold. <laughs> um, one day, yeah, maybe, hopefully in the near future, but not right now. But no, I think, I mean, the co-working club um, has been really helping me, even though we literally don't even talk, like knowing that people are there on Zoom while I'm Yeah, I've been a few times and I really, really enjoy it. I find that I do a lot, like I'm being held accountable there. Like people can see if I'm just sat there on my phone. So I feel like I have to like, oh, I have to be working because they're working. And I think that's it. Yeah, definitely. And like even, I mean, me and you were texting during it, which yeah. was nice because usually I just wouldn't text you because I was probably busy. But I know, like, I know you are busy, but I can see you. Yeah, but you can, yeah. Text and have a bit of a laugh about, you know, something else. So um, to write emo music, yeah. to be like, yeah. listen to this. <laughs> I was People think that we're texting juicy gossip. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 we're just texting each other our like emo playlist from like the noughties. <laughs> What song was it the first one that I sent you and I was oh it was fallout boy 
And um, I said it to Hannah first because I was like, Hannah, Hannah's like my age. She'll definitely know this song. And she's like, I've never heard that song. I was like, what? So I thought, do you know what? Rocks will know that. Rocks will. <laughs> yes, I do. And I probably have pictures to prove it on like my mum's Facebook of me with my, my proper emo hair. Oh, I love it. It was definitely a phase, but also not really. I always say, oh, no, no, it was a phase. But then when I look at my uh, my recently played albums, I'm like, no, 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 it was not a phase. Do you know <laughs> what? I, like, they were the best days. I absolutely loved listening to that sort of stuff and going to gigs and things like that. Like, I had so many good memories. Like, I literally used to go to a gig every single week. It was so good. I've only ever been to two gigs and they were honestly the best nights of my life. Like they were so good. I went to one, um, like an Enish Kari gig when I was like 16. Oh my God, it was sick. And I remember getting out and just being Where Where was it? Uh, The O2 in town. Yeah, that's where we're at. Like 2013. Uh, I probably was that. No, no, I was younger than that. It was before that. No, it must have been 2013, might have been 2012 actually. I think I was about 2009 when I went. Oh, oh yeah, I was, uh, I just got to secondary school at that point. But no. <laughs> I mean, do you, a day to remember, do you know then? Yeah, I do know a day to remember. Um, I used to have, I used to have a, a massive oversized a day to remember t-shirt that had the arms cut off and I used to wear oh, like a, a leopard print boob tube underneath it and I'd be like, I went to see them with my friend and um, in this tiny venue, I can't remember what it's called, and we met them afterwards. And um, at the time I was like, oh my God, these guys are amazing. They drew a penis on my face. Um, they, and I so got this, I know, I got the set list and my friend got the um, the drumstick and we were like, we'll rotate them. We, don't, we didn't rotate them. Um, and then... Um, we were talking to them and I was like oh my god these guys are so cool and so fit and every year on my Facebook it comes up on my memories like the picture of us together and they're you're gonna have to send me this picture they're just absolute losers <laughs> honestly I was like I would love to pull these guys but yeah there was a guy that like I used to really fancy when I was at, when I was at school it was a uh, Christopher Drew the lead singer of Never Shout Never and I used to think oh my god he's so dreaming and look back and I'm like can't even see his face his hair is covering his face that was that was what the anybody with like yeah anybody with not combed hair and a d- guitar immediately I was like yes 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 I'm going to marry this man <laughs> oh my god so funny but yeah I honestly those days of my youth were like the best days ever um because my dad was equally into like similar music um and he had a few friends who were like in the music industry so we used to get free tickets all the time and go backstage oh my god it was amazing it was so good good. I know I I wish that yeah see my dad was more into the 90s well yeah the 90s hip-hop Oh, was so, like, it? When I was listening to my screamo, my dad was downstairs listening to like Biggie and Tupac. And I think that's <laughs> why I have this really weird like combination of music taste yeah. now. Like my, my playlist will be like Paramore, Paramore, Bring Me Horizon, like Ramstein, <laughs> and then go down and then it'll be like Tupac, Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> like Maya. <laughs> then like one, two step will come on and I'm like, yes. And then immediately after it'll be like a really deep like Evanescence. <laughs> I mean, same, my, my music taste is very, <laughs> in school, I was like friends with all of these like indie guys. And then like my boyfriend was in a band. So I was like all that. But then all my girlfriends were like super chav. 
<laughs> so I was like in between it was a bizarre bizarre I'm confused time. I bet your fashion sense was so confused mental. Yeah, yeah mental anyway nice little uh, I mean the other week when me and Hannah recorded we were talking about um a very different genre of uh of music and and times but in the 2002 era so yeah this is uh, nicely because, rounding it up with a bit of 2012. Yeah I know it's mad it is mad we should we should go to a gig. Why the hell not? Um, <laughs> thank you Roxanne for that it was uh, a pleasure and thank you so much for the last six months as well I really appreciate you being part of this. So privileged to be a part of this but it's I'm so sad it's coming to an end. You will, you will have me back. comparing it to like um you know teen mum og like you'll always be part of the og girls now because and they're always the best ones. <laughs> i can't say that <laughs> cut that out <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> no, i'm joking i love you all season two girls <laughs> no i am i'm excited to see who you've got yeah. for season two i think it'll be good it'll be announced shortly Right, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Good Business Conversations. I really hope that you enjoyed it and took something from it. As always, I would absolutely love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us and really helps us grow and get these stories and conversations out there to more people. Um, Yeah, thank you again for listening. And next week, we will be catching up with Renata for her final episode. I've already recorded it and I can tell you that it's a really good one um, where we talk about all sorts of stuff and get really deep into the mindset um, behind running a business and why it's so important and how it's really helped Renata uh, to succeed and we also dive really deep into the whole process of um, self-publishing a cookbook um, and what actually goes into it um, so yeah enjoy stick around for that and I'll see you next week